I got my microphone right here set up. You know what that is? It's a VX2100. Uh, a police officer uh, tackled me in Asbury Park, New Jersey, and broke it. Like, it was in my backpack in my camera bag. And, like, when I woke up in the morning and, like, got it out of my arrest bullshit in the... Uh, when I looked in the bag, yeah, it was just broken. <laughs> Damn. Yeah, bad night. <laughs> I'll say. How long ago was that? Luckily, I have two more. What'd you say? How long ago was that? Uh, what was it, 2019? Oh, not that long ago. No, yeah, a couple years ago. <laughs> Alright, so... 2019 was like a real wild year. Oh my gosh. I think everybody was getting geeked up to have the best 2020 ever, and then, you know, everything got crazy. Unimaginably crazy. <laughs> yeah. I had to put a frame up against the door because the wind is blowing my door open and shut, and I can hear it. It's like this weird little annoying bullshit. Yeah, I know, when you got like a window open and it sucks it. Yeah. It closed all the yeah. And it's like hasn't been that nice out, so when it is nice you want to enjoy it as much as you can, even if you're not riding. Yeah, my wrist has been messed up so I haven't even gotten a chance to ride. It's like now now with the nice weather it's starting to bother me. Yeah, so where do we start? Uh, I got a lot of questions, man. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't know how to prepare, so I just figured we'll wing it. Just ask your whatever you want. <laughs> I think I think that's the best route, because I don't know. Uh, why not? Um, yeah. So let's start with like how old you are, because I feel like you've been around for a while. Uh, yeah, I'm uh, gonna be 35 this July. 35. Okay. Uh, I've been riding since I think I got like Christmas of 1998. I got my Mongoose Chameleon bike, and that's like when it started. Nice. And uh, in '99, for the next Christmas, my aunt. Uh, got me a pair of pegs that were like the thread it, thread on, you know, narrow GT style pegs, whatever they were. Yeah. But uh, yeah, like for some reason, like I guess like in my neighborhood, it was like if you have a bike and you're not jumping the dirt jumps, you're a poser, you know. <laughs> right. That was the vibe going on. So like I can't, I guess because I got a bike, I got into it, and uh, I still question why I still do it though. That's another. That's a weird part about it. Is like that kept it going since i was 12 till you know now 35 and i really don't know why exactly yeah <laughs> are you uh are you still in the same town that you grew up in yeah i'm back here now i uh from 2015 to 18 i was in san diego okay um, but before and after i was in union beach and that's Except 117 on the parkway <laughs> which uh is that south jersey no, it's um like I'm right over the water from New York City. Okay. But not like not close New York City. Like we're like 20 miles away from the water. Mm -hmm. You know, to the water. Right. Um, I don't know if you know where Sandy Hook is. That's kind of close. Not so, the one, not the school shootings, but like the place in New Jersey called Sandy Hook. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I'm not familiar with it. Um. Yeah, but I'm, I'm more like uh, the New York influence part of New Jersey than the Philadelphia influence part. Right. Right. Yeah. Jersey is kind of like that. It's like it's such a mix of all these other states around it. It's crazy. It is. It's it's you can drive like north to south through the whole state in probably like two 
you know, two and a half hours. <laughs> and you could see the change from, like, New York Giants fans and then Mets fans. And then you get the Phillies and Eagle fans and stuff. It, it stops, like, Route 195 kind of breaks it up. Like, the Jackson, New Jersey area where Scotty Kramer lives. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Uh, it's interesting down there. Like um, almost going to another country. What made you go to San Diego? Um, I was dating a girl, and um, years before 2000, uh, you know, up to 2016, I was like using a lot of drugs, drinking a lot, and it was kind of my escape because her family moved there first, and she was living with me and my parents' house. She's like, "Well, what do you want to do?" Because like my family, you know, said they'd help me if I go out there. So she invited me. I went. And, uh, you know, we lasted three years. <laughs> it was, uh, was a, you know, good relationship in the beginning, and then it just got shitty. And, uh, yeah, I moved back in 2018, as I said, and I'm glad I did. I think it was, like, an extended vacation going out there and experiencing, you know, a solid three years in a city like that. Yeah, and you um, were you guys dating before that yeah, for a while? Or was three years total? Yeah, we did. Uh, we dated for a year before that, so okay. four years, four and a half years total. Okay, gotcha. Just trying to put the whole timeline together. So yeah, it was, hmm. you know, like roughly like our relationship was probably like 2014 to 18. Right. And 15 uh, or 18 those years in San Diego. So, let's run it back to when you first started. Uh, did you always have video projects going on? Um, I always wanted to. Yeah. Because um, once I started like watching my first fight videos, there was a there was a VHS tape, like one of those six hour, uh, you know, tapes that you put in your VCR and record shit off TV. Yeah. And it had, uh, it had like four BMX videos on it, and it floated around my my town like every kid borrowed it, and <laughs> it had the first yeah it had don't quit your day job, the first animal video, um, square one up in arms and demolition video i believe oh man and, uh, yeah it was awesome because like that floating around and then my friends like that's woodbridge new jersey and that's you know north new jersey I'm like no fucking way really like that's right here and that's like right off the bat that's what got me started and like more interest grew in the spots more than like me learning tricks is just like i don't know like it's the same my movie interest is the same way like if i watch a movie and i'm like holy shit you know clerks here you go Mm -hmm. That's in Leonardo, New Jersey. I live 10 minutes away from it. So, like, I, I don't know. For some reason, it's like local pride. Yeah, dude. And, uh, and I, you know, I always wanted to film videos from the beginning. It was just, it's not a one-person job. It's hard to do, you know? Oh, absolutely. I, um, you know, uh, so my, the dude that got me in the riding had a, a video, and it was, like, the first four props episodes he let me borrow that it was that was one tape the other tape was um albert street and then the third video was uh dk intuition oh awesome one so it was similar similar boat and it was like finding out like i grew up in central pennsylvania and it was like finding out that these trails pittsburgh oh that was in state college oh this is in philly philly's only two hours away and it just jazzes yeah. you up because you're like, all right, first of all, I'm interested in this. Second of all, it's actually happening, like, right around here. And it was before the internet where everyone had it, you know, handed to them. 
yeah it felt like you were really discovering something kind of you know yeah like like putting in the hard copy tape and like not even having a menu like you just have to watch what's on it <laughs> yeah fast forward the fuck out of it yeah you 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 put it, yeah, it was good good times you got that that thing that looked like a Cadillac. It was like this big plastic car. You would just put the tape in to close it and rewind the tape back. <laughs> yeah, I found I found one in my grandmother's uh, garage recently, and I tried to get it to work, and it it was just beat. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> Them things I think I got a picture of it though somewhere on my phone. Yeah, it's just a VCR rewind or VHS rewinder. Yeah. <laughs> so, I'm actually looking for a VCR now. I got I got VHS tape right here. Expendable Youth, Expendable 2, Expendable 3. Yo, that's what's up. Profile, Saluting Brutality. Nice. I don't even remember that video. Is that any good? <laughs> I don't remember, but I do remember... I mean, it's got to be somewhat good with a name like that. I remember there, there being yeah, some piss and vinegar good. in it, for sure. Like, I remember some heavy songs and some some righteous clips. You know. Not everything was so perfectly packaged until probably Joe Simon fucked the game up and Dave Parrick and yeah, you know, everything was a, was a crafted props episode up up until a point, you know. Maybe a fit Puerto Rico or Barcelona. I mean, uh, which one. which one came first? Barcelona, I think. Uh, I don't know. I was. I was actually confused. I was confusing it with uh, that No Problemo Rebel video. Oh man, there's so many. There's so many videos that are actually completely bangering. So, yeah. So you got inspired to <laughs> to make your own videos once you kind of saw these these you know this four pack hood tape that's being passed around. You got inspired, and I yeah. I don't know if I think. Everything I know about you is from Rafa, Dave Rafa. I think I lived in Rochester for uh, a year, and I remember him saying, "You're from Pennsylvania. You don't know about OFS. You gotta watch this." And he and he showed me it. And he was like talking me through everything, and I think he said that awesome. You you had a what, what was the first video project? Was it Deprived Child? Is that the name of it? Uh, hundred proof. Hundred proof. Is that the? Yeah, well, my 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 first DVD project goes back before that a little bit. It was called At All Costs. I don't even have a copy. I've been trying to get my hands on one. There are a few out there. I just haven't gotten it back to me yet. Well, um, yeah. but that that came out in two thousand six, and that was mostly like it was one of them videos where like I did like ninety percent of everything, like just trying to get other people to film, and nobody really gave a shit so like it's mostly skate parts you know it's like pre quality video I'd say mm. gosh gotcha. uh, 100 proof 100 proof is uh, what I would say like my first official video like one I put a lot of work into editing and filming and doing it doing it right you know deprived child 100 proof yeah so yeah, the name Deprived Child came from when me and Daroba met in like two thousand, let's say two thousand four. He was he made a video called uh, Deprived Child Let the Riot Begin, and then in two thousand five he came out with another one called Urban Assault, and then after 
I came out with At All Costs the same year Urban Assault came out, I think. It was also that was 2006. And then the next video we worked on together was just called The Five Child Mixtape. And uh, that one, I don't even know if we put on DVD. That was just like kind of like a mixture of all of our clips from some trips and stuff. And that was before 100 Proof? Like yeah, that was all before 100 Proof. And Damn. 100 Proof was the first video that I edited, though. Because uh, Robo was doing those personally. So you've been getting, you've been making videos for a, a very long time. Like you've been doing this shit. I've always, I've always tried to bring a family from the beginning. I don't know why. <laughs> I mean, hey, just say, being able to permanently, somewhat permanently, hold on to all of your makes. That's, that's not, that's nothing bad. Yeah, no, I don't, I don't think it's bad. I'm happy I got some cool shit on tape. I got I got a VHS tape of, like, jackass-style shit that me and my friends filmed in eighth grade that I'm dying to see. <laughs> That's the first thing I'm watching when I get a VCR. So I know it's me, like, putting hairspray on my hand, laying them on fire and shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> Love to see that nowadays. Yeah. I have Hunter Proof pulled up. Can you see it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I can record audio, but it, you won't be able to hear it. But, uh, so this is the first one you edited. Yeah. Oh, God, I guess I did. And, uh, th this guy, Pete, uh, he tries real hard to film, you know, bangers. But oh! Then, you know, he's going through college, getting older. Um, every time he came out was, like, an event like this. Like, even oh, my God, something. Yeah. So instead of instead of not giving him a part because he fell all the time, I just gave him the opening part of All Falls. Oh my god. Ah! He's, the man. He's like my biggest inspiration. Is he still around? Does he still ride? Oh! <laughs> this is like who I pretty much ride like nowadays. <laughs> oh my god. He doesn't look sketchy. It's just like it didn't work out. <laughs> exactly, like any hop maybe, or like it, the two tricks he lands are pretty sick though. Yeah. But yeah, he was like iconic, and I rode with him all the time until you know he moved on. And ever since then, I've been growing more and more into his style. Like, fuck it, I didn't ride for three weeks, but I need a clip, so I'm just gonna try this. <laughs> yeah. Go go for what you got. I mean he. He accidentally railroaded that that rail at North Brunswick High School too, and I've never seen anyone else film that clip. And he did it on accident. <laughs> oh shit! He was trying to like manual it, and he just perfectly tire rode it. And we're all like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> Damn. Yeah. That's, that's entertaining. Though. That's the kind of shit I want to see. So did uh did Deroba edit his own section in this video, or did you edit his his section too? I edited his section. I edited the whole video. That's cool. There is a secret section on the DVD, though, an Easter egg. Yeah. Um, that my friend Tyrell Jason edited. He had, like, a bunch of clips from, like, similar people, a mixture of other local riders, and uh, he made the edit, and I put it in as, like, an Easter egg right before, right after DeRoba's part, I think, and before Chris Lamb's part. 
You have to like hit enter when you see a sticker that says BMX is dead. Ah. Do you think anybody found the Easter egg? Oh my god. I don't think so unless they put it in a computer and saw it on like, you know, the files. Right. But uh, I just ordered uh, some more copies actually. You want a hard copy? Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I just ordered a bunch. They're pretty cheap on this uh website that I use, Kunaki.com. Oh shit. Well, we'll have a link in the show notes. Yeah, it's. You guys. Where you go if you're trying to get the big DVDs. You guys were so good so long ago. Like Daroba is looking like uh. Who's that guy that uh, Bob Serbo always films that has four pegs and doesn't mad shit? Hoogerhide. He's got a Hoogerhide style vibe to him. I don't know if he's ever gotten that before. But... <laughs> I think back, back then when we were filming, yeah. I'm sorry, I couldn't hear you. Cutting out. Are we talking? Yeah, you cut out too. Uh, what'd you say? Should I pause the video? Maybe I'm fucking up my own Wi-Fi. I think it's my Wi-Fi. Okay, where were we? I forget what we were saying. You can hear me? Yeah. Alright. Yeah, I think my Wi-Fi is fucking insane. Poor connection. Go stand next to the router. As long as we're good now. Um... Put tinfoil on your head. <laughs> sure, right? <laughs> Um, no, I was gonna say though. I think back in like 2007 through 2010 when we made this DVD, yeah, I think there was like a lot of motivation because we we felt like uh, uh, like we were like unnoticed, you know, like uh, underrated or something. So I think a lot of times we really stepped it up, knowing we'd be surprising other riders, like local guys. Right. Um, Damn. For certain things. For. Yeah, for for certain like local spots, there's a lot of local shit around like uh, New Brunswick that was pretty popular. That like every time we went there, we saw other people. So like we purpose purposely call out spots for like those rails, you know. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, trying to step it up. I don't know how we got so much uh, balls boost on that shit though. <laughs> All right, there. Yeah, there's the Easter egg. That was the Easter egg. Yeah. Damn. So, how how did we go go from deprived child to LFS? Okay, um, I think we like felt like we wanted to change the name, but we were just I don't know using the name that Daroba had, and uh, around it was uh, 2011, and I was hanging out with Nick Seabasty, and we were working. We are planning on making another video, but we didn't know what. We just knew that it was going to involve me, Daroba, and Jeff Oplasti. Okay. And then um, I was hanging out with Nick, and it was like a winter day. We were going to Incline Club. And somehow we like came up with the, uh, with the idea of having a split video where like him, uh, you know, Nick and Mikey Almodovar small fry split apart. Yeah. And uh, me and Jeff Oplasti split apart. 
and then we can get like Mike Hay and DeRobin to split apart. And like that was our initial like new pitch at, at a video, you know. And uh, as soon as spring came, we kind of like jumped into like doing that idea. But we all we all had like our own individual trick list. So some of us got a lot equipped early, and some of us took a while and got less clips overall but we filmed at a different pace so like Nick Seabasket for example had like three minutes of clips when I had like 30 seconds you know mm-hmm. and um, it quickly it quickly went from like I don't think it's going to be an even split part for anybody I think we should just like see who gets you know enough clips to get their own part and that's exactly what happened like all six names that I said that should uh, be in the split video ended up having parts in the first one and I, uh, I was a big fan of Vinny Crispino from Staten Island, and uh, I asked him to film a part for it. So like he was kind of like a random add-on, mm-hmm. and uh, Steve Kulishenko was like another one. I kind of started riding with him around 2011, and he'd come out to spots and just like shut down shit. So it was like it was one of those like uh, parts that were filmed with without like knowing it was gonna be a part at first. It was kinda like, yo, film a friend section clip. It was like banger. Banger. <laughs> and then right. we went if you watch if you watch Steve Cool's uh, LFS part, there's like a up rail, like a eight stair up rail or something that he does tie right up to one eighty bar, tie right up to bar and like I don't know, gets gets like banger clips. But that after that day I was like, damn. Remember we all heard like rumors that Steve Cool did all these bangers and then he went to that exact rail and he did all the tricks in one day. We're like, yeah, dude, we need him to get a cool part. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. So like then he, so then he was like added onto, onto it, and uh, we had we had like motivation. You know, we were younger, just wanted to film like a cool video and uh, LFS one came out pretty good. I liked it. It was a. Uh, and uh, it was the quickest video we've ever made. <laughs> did uh, did you edit that one too? Yeah, LFS one I edited. That was uh, it came out in two thousand thirteen. So two thousand eleven to two thousand thirteen for me uh, started off good, but at the end it started to get a little chaotic. I was uh, you know, drinking, using drugs a lot, mm-hmm. and the video almost didn't come out. I actually had a premiere set up at 5050 Skate Park where a lot of people go in there. And then, like, for whatever mental reason, I couldn't make it. <laughs> so it was, oh, like, shit. a box premiere. LFS, for LFS1? Yeah. Wow. Um, so, like, that that uh, sucked because by that point, we had already filmed a lot of clips. Like, we had one trip where we went to Boston. And uh, I think, like... I forget how many tapes we filled, but we had like 35 clips for one trip or something. We're like, dude, like all these clips are pretty solid. Like, I'm happy with them, you know? Like, if we could do a couple more clips like this, the video will be done quick. Mm-hmm. And it, like, like I said, two years, that was the quickest, like, full length DVD I ever filmed. Is LFS1. Yeah, I think so. And that's, is that the one with the cut scene where it says, hey, Crispino, what's your batting average? Oh, uh, no, that's, uh, what was it? That was a scavenger video, actually. Oh, really? I love that clip. That's sick. Yeah, I love yeah. that little B-roll snippet. That's cool. Yeah, uh, Steve Cool and uh, Vinny Crispino rode for scavenger. That's sick. And um, yeah, I was trying to I was trying to think what happened. I think after Vinny's head injury, uh, around 
I guess that was 2012 or something. I guess after his head injury, he uh, you know slowed down riding and stuff. But still, he's got got bangers. But the LFS two, yeah, is a whole part. <laughs> so between LFS one and LFS two, he hits his head. Yeah. Right. Yeah, you can tell because he has a helmet on in the second one. Okay. Gotcha. Damn. <clears throat> so how did the name come about? I'm not sure if we touched on that. No, we didn't. I was gonna say that. I'm just, I'm all over the place. So, no, man, it's all good. Um, the name, uh, kind of came about because I'd be like texting the guys, and like say it was the winter, it'd be like 30 degrees. I'd text Tampa Glasses, be like, "Yo, you want to ride?" He's like, "Uh, not really. I mean, maybe we can just go LFSing." And I'd be like, "What?" And he's like, "Looking for spots." Like, instead of just riding, just go look at spots. I'm like. Okay, like I like that. <laughs> That's funny. So I started using the phrase more like LFSing, and I don't know how I ended up calling the video that, but I think uh, I don't know. I think it just brought it up, and everyone was like laughing about it at the same time, and just stuck. Yeah, I mean, you can't get more succinct than that, you know. Yeah, it's like FBM or something, but not yeah, as cool. <laughs> well, I mean, I think it's pretty cool, like. You guys made a name for yourselves, you know, as like, like this little, not little, but underground crew, you know, like, oh, it's not like this long ass name I can't pronounce. It's, oh, it's LFS. Like, it's so, it's iconic. I appreciate it. And, uh, yeah, you guys did a lot of shit here. Um, so, shit, where do we go from here? Should I... Let me pull up display cap. So I got, so I watched LFS three, and I enjoyed it. Um, I didn't expect you to have such cool. a short section, and I feel like we'll get to that eventually. But I want to throw that out there, I guess now, and and then basically we're going from yeah. LFS one to where I just said. Um. But yeah, so, uh, so for LFS one, did uh, how did song selection go? Um, I was really into sixties psychedelic rock at that time. I remember it was like I found a lot of songs through other sixties bands, and uh, Garoba always picks his own songs, so that's you know that's always <laughs> that's always chosen by him. That's cool. Is uh, is it ever an issue? Never. That that's why I let him do it because he always just picks the right song. That's cool. It's always something like, like something that you wouldn't expect the guy that's like fully covered in tattoos to ride to. You know. I feel like anybody. I mean, I feel like any good editing, you can make any song work if you really want to, in a way. Yeah, yeah, and he's he's always been one of those guys that's got the clips like, he's easy to uh easy to edit to. Yeah, I mean, nobody's slacking in the video, for sure. <laughs> well, um, in LFS 3, I definitely, like, you can tell I'm older now. <laughs> I mean, I'm just happy to say I, like, hit something with stairs. Right. Once the stairs are completely cut out of my life, then I'll probably stop riding. Hey. I'm going to try to hop the stair rail, like, every couple of years and make sure I can still do it. <laughs> when in doubt, ramps, you know? Yeah. Like trails, pump tracks. Afraid. 
I was equally afraid to try a Death Stranding skate park as opposed to trying one on a street for uh, for the LFS3. That's why I did the one I did. It was like small, basically skate park rail. <laughs> All right. So, uh, was color correcting the footage a part of the process at all? As of LFS one, yeah, yeah. There was a. I had a big problem at the end editing there. Um, so it. What I did is I captured everything to like a fifteen to one ratio instead of like a one to one. So there was a lot of quality lost, and I had you know I had thirty tapes or however many tapes that I went through, and I didn't want to recapture so. I used color correction to try to like fix it, and I tried to do a lot of shit to make it look better. And the final product is what it is. <laughs> hey, I yeah, man. Oh, I don't miss capturing tapes at all. Yeah, yeah uh, like once I realized I captured everything at fifteen to one ratio, I was like, oh fuck. <laughs> there's so much Rochester in all this too. Yeah, when Dave uh, moved to Rochester, uh, like in the first year, we went there for a weekend. That's crazy. That was my 26th birthday, so nine years ago. Oh my god. It's really been that long. Yeah, I know, man. Time's flying. Dave, Dave and I moved to Rochester a month apart from each other and didn't, really? and didn't know who each other were. And we were like, I was like... Oh, I just got here. Got a job. And you're like, oh, I just got here too. Got this job. And I was like, oh, what the fuck? That's I, cool. Rochester's always had like its staple in BMX. You know, it's it's a cool city. Re- regardless of the bike companies that operate out of Rochester, the city itself is like a BMX. Like, oh yeah, the 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 parking uh, parking lot flat rails are everywhere. Oh my god, everything is a spot in Rochester. I don't have one of them around me like one of them fat rails that is like only a foot high yeah (laughs) the chubby rails runneth a plenty in rochester it's crazy they're all different colors and they all they all grind different too like you can't trust just because this one spot worked that this one will yeah it's like philly and storm doors (laughs) wait what do you mean by that trust that this one's gonna work oh yeah there's just so many oh yeah i mean the storm door spots that I've seen, like, just people riding on Instagram or in videos, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how is, where is that? And it's like, oh, of course it's Philly. <laughs> yeah. I always wanted to ride one that was, like, made out of wood, like an Amish storm door. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Damn. They make them, right? I, you know what? I saw one, one once. One of the things they make. I don't know if they make them. I mean, I guess you, anybody can... Yeah, I guess you could. I know that you. I know you. There's like a spot uh, in Jersey when I used to work at Two by Four. I would. Uh, oh, it's in Delaware. They would sell storm doors. Uh, yeah, I saw Pat Quinn posted that one time. Like there's a sign that says "We sell storm doors." Like, damn, that place is sick. <laughs> yeah. Damn, you guys were going ham on everything. How far into, into LFS one is your part? Or should I just? I mean, I love the. Um, I don't. I ain't talking shit on Daroba's clips at all. This is all fire. But if we watch all the videos, we'll we'll never get out of here. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, I'd say like maybe halfway. Cause you guys. Actually, what is it? Uh, let's keep going. 
like I definitely peaked around this time BMX wise too for for riding. Do you think do you think it's it's a mix of having some experience but also the lack of fear that might Yeah, I I'm way more nervous now than I ever used to be. Ah, right. Right. Like I I can't just jump off sometimes. Like I'll like I especially stuff that's slow run up that like a you know, a short run up, that's the worst shit for me. Oh shit. Right. It gets me so nervous and I just can't jump off the ledge and then like something with like a little bit of speed I can talk myself into like fuck it. <laughs> Jumping it. Yeah, like the risky maneuvers that used to be like Oy! Yeah, like that. I probably I don't even think I would uh eye that up these days like I mean but that's what makes this section so sick right is that it is balls to the wall it definitely captures a time in my life you know <laughs> so where I, where I could do some of that loop shit that was so sick I love that I mean thank you <laughs> some, sometimes you see a spot and you see the person do exactly what you were thinking in your head and you're like oh that was satisfying it's like on, on Instagram where like uh, there's accounts devoted to people squishing Play-Doh in their fingers. <laughs> like ASMR or whatever. Yeah. yeah, it's like BMX AMS, ASMR. Yeah. <laughs> For so, me, that would be like grinding concrete ledges with a metal peg. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, someone needs, needs to make that. Okay, so you do you bar spin dominant left hand? So you, um yeah I used to so you don't and bar anymore learned, well oh, sorry no, if, I haven't really in a while um, but I used to bar spin like counterclockwise mm -hmm. and then I learned how to bar spin the proper way so I could like 180 bar yeah and and uh, for some reason when I grind I throw it to the left and when I do like suicide bars or something I throw it to the right so I try to if I ever do bars again I try to always film one clip followed by another or edit one clip followed by the other, you know? Right. Dude, that was insane. Yeah. Like, all this shit. Caught the little bank there. Ooh! Damn. Were you guys ever approached by any companies? I mean, I guess those guys got eventually hooked up by Scavenger. Is that what happened? Uh, yeah, they were on Scavenger. Small Fry, um... He started with We The People. He did, like, a couple trips with them, I believe. Um, and then uh, Merritt. Um, Jeff Glass was uh, got on GT, actually. Yeah, yeah. I follow Jeff. Probably, yeah. yeah, I was just saying, that's probably, like, the biggest uh, sponsor as far as it being, like, you know, the pro team and a paid thing. Right. Um, I mean, you're doing pro-level shit here. Like on like yeah, that's that's why LFS sponsored me. <laughs> that was like Chester Blacksmith or some shit, you know, like. Oh, love him, man, legend. That's who. I, that's who I wish I was. <laughs> <laughs> Street backflip. You can flip too. I did my first one uh, last summer in seven years. Oh wow! So I brought it back. For some reason, at thirty-four years old, I brought back like a lot of scary shit <laughs> yeah, you trying to conquer the beast a little bit you know 
Yeah, yeah, I wanted to film before, uh, you know, the video was done, and luckily, Small Fry came out, and, like, he got a couple clips in one day. Like, I think uh, him and Spam came out, and I got three clips that one day. He's like, dude, when's the last time you had a three-clip day? I'm like, at least a decade. <laughs> wow. So, um, is this... Is in between LFS one and LFS two when you decided to address the substance abuse? Uh, no, pretty much, pretty much LFS two was really because Small Fry uh, took over, like because everybody still wanted to make a video. They were still, you know, coming off the steam of the first one. Yeah. Uh, everybody wanted to do it again right away, and I think if <laughs> I was making the video. Mm. Excuse me, sorry. I don't think I would have been able to make a second uh, video. So luckily, Small Fry took over when he did, and I continued to like use pretty much the whole second video. Like I could tell you each clip, like what I'm what I'm specifically on, if I remember correctly. <laughs> um, and then <laughs> 2015, the second video came out, and that's when I moved to California and After didn't really address any didn't really address my issues as much as just stop cold turkey everything but alcohol and then alcohol became like the overwhelming addiction that like pretty much ruined my relationship with my ex and like the reason i came back to new jersey <laughs> wow and so that was that was after lfs2 yeah wow the seven years that uh we're in between lfs2 and three like we all changed like the whole crew is like different now you know like small fry bought a house uh steve jones bought a house jeff classes just had a kid Daroba just got married <laughs> like you know everyone's doing real life shit you know i call it mps normal people shit <laughs> <laughs> i like that mps yeah. i'm writing that one down yep that's I what like i do hashtag mps like, like if i'm just like at the zoo or something or gardening <laughs> hell yeah man. anything other than riding so I have your LFS2 section pulled up here. Um, I, we want to watch it real quick since it's two and a half section, two yeah. and a half minutes? Okay. Let's yeah, you it. can see how like my parts shortened. And like, I wouldn't say there's like filler necessarily, but like it just, uh, you could probably tell. I was a lot skinnier. <laughs> I was drunk as hell for this clip. Oh. And it looked like you kind of had it too. Yeah, I, I thought I had it. <laughs> I, too far. I mean, did you knock yourself? If I landed back like an inch more, like back on the rail, I would have been fine. I just oh. landed on the sink with my front peg and flipped over. Oh, so you had no time to even like. Yeah, like my peg just tapped the front sink. And then I flew over bars. <sighs> Yeah, good times though. Cause this this was pretty quick too. We did this in two years, so LFS one and two both came out like relatively quick. Damn. Now, were you guys ever like, like fuck, man? We filmed everywhere. We gotta go somewhere else. Yeah, we we always uh, wanted to do trips, but as we got older too, that was like the hardest thing for us to, you know, get vacation times from work or whatever we had to do to take a trip. Yeah. 
But when I was living in California, luckily, uh, like Jeff or Small Fry or Special, or like throughout three years, they all came in different groups. So oh. they filmed some cool stuff. We, you know, we used me being out there for our advantage, right. especially because uh, Mike Mike K moved to Vegas in 2016. So for two years, like we were able to turn Southern California trips to Vegas trips. You know, so. It was cool for the time that time it was, you know. Yeah. What it was at the time. Right. That's what's up. I'm speaking gibberish there. No, man, no, you're totally on point there. Do Do you have any? Uh, you said you were in San Diego. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. North Park, San Diego. Do you Do you have anything that you like? I mean, it seems like Cali is ideal, at least weather wise. Do you have anything? Were there any shitty things about it? Um, I really couldn't find any new spots that I didn't like. Uh, the only thing that was like that was crazy. That across, Sorry. Sorry, I'm saying. No, thanks. That was my banger. Uh, was um, that where was cool. that? Rochester. Holy shit! That's crazy. Yeah, Rochester. Damn. I know I um, I know where it is, but I don't. I've never actually walked up to it, but I think I know where it is. I'm like, there's still a dumpster there. I've never, I never laid <laughs> eyes on that exact stair step, but I think those buildings look really familiar. Like, there it is. I think so. They were both. Yeah. I think that was like uh, some water thing. Yeah. Man, Rochester is pretty scenic. Some water, <laughs> some water thing, because <laughs> I saw boats. <laughs> So after, when you, did you decide when the relationship ended, is that when you decided to kind of clean up things and move back, or you moved back then and decided to do stuff? What was your, what was going on? Uh, I, I moved back and then, you know, I started the process of uh, trying to stop on my own and then going to rehabs and getting arrested or ended you know waking up in the hospital i woke like i said 2019 was such a crazy year i woke up in the hospital like seven times uh it ended december 26th because for me it ended december 26th because i woke up in monmouth county jail and i had to spend the next four months locked up because i hit a police officer oh i don't remember God. it at all black blackout drunk so after sobering up for the you know hundred something days that I was in jail, when I came out, I no I no longer had the physical addiction that kept uh, kept me relapsing over and over. Mm-hmm. I had like a good good length of time now where I didn't drink. So when I got out in April 2020, that's you know kind of when my real sobriety like took off. I mean, took off in jail, but learning to do it out in the real world is when it really started for me. April 2020. Damn. So you were in jail when the COVID shit was popping off. Yeah, that was that was a big thing too, because I was like trying to get out, and then they're like, "All right, everyone's gonna be locked down tomorrow." I'm like, "Wait, what the fuck's going on?" You know, like literally, like the day it got real bad, I left, and I talked to other people that like I was locked up with, like recently ran into people, and they're like, "Dude, were you there for COVID?" I'm like, "No, I got out right before," and they're like, "Oh my god, it was horrible. We were locked up for 24 hours a day." I was like, "Oh." I mean, you're already locked up, but then they lock you up individually. <laughs> yeah, holy shit. So, that's the only thing that got me through jail was like socializing with people. They were so interesting. <laughs> Meet some really fucked up people there. Oh yeah. 
Some cool people did. <laughs> anybody uh anybody worth giving a shout out? Uh yeah, my, my bunkie, Rocco Busanti. The Italian stallion. <laughs> he lit he literally looks like uh Sylvester Stallone. Mad funny. <laughs> Holy shit. He would do five hundred push ups in our bunk every night. Really? Wait till he got up. Yeah, he'd be oh, he was jacked. He says, like, when he goes to jail, he gains all his weight back because he starts eating again and then, like, works out all the time, and then he goes back out and smokes crack and, like, loses, like, 50 pounds again. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah, some life. So are do you feel like you're kind of on a, on a better path now and everything's all right? Yeah, like, it's kind of like a blessing in disguise, I guess, having my relationship end with my ex because, realistically, we weren't right for each other anyway. And New Jersey is me. Like, I'm an East Coast person, an East Coast rider. The food I eat involves, like, pork roll and shit. Like, New Jersey only food. Um, I work on a fishing boat, you know what I mean? So, I tried to get involved in sea, the seafood industry out there, and it was just totally different. Not at all like how we do out here. So, is that something you're interested in? Something you've been doing? Yeah, my dad owns the boat that I work on. Um, and my uncle was a fisherman, and my dad parents like it's like a local family wow. tradition i guess huh that's cool what kind of yeah. stuff do you fish for uh fluke is our like main target fluke they catch corgis whiting uh codfish maybe that's cool mixture of stuff fluke's our main target though or squid wow yeah calamari <laughs> damn so you guys are on the boat every day yeah, pretty much. We, you know, got my shit. Uh, you still there? Yeah. <laughs> I, I um, yeah, like right now they work like three or four days a week out there, so they're long days, but it's nice to get like three days off. Yeah, I bet you get some time basically, to decompress. Yeah, we're basically uh working our way around the weather anyway. So like, if it's like a nice day, we'll go to work. We'll try to force in as many days as we can, but. If it gets windy like it is today, or storms coming in, put us out for a couple of days. Right. Yeah. Like even if it's raining, like I go to work, but if it's windy, that's what I gotta be careful about, and then it gets like <sighs> dangerous. That sounds like some deadliest catch type shit. Yeah, it's like a dang little dangerous catch. Not sure <laughs> dang. No, people die actually. Like I won't say all the time, but like. There's a repeating death, you know, like every couple of years, maybe one a year. Because the water's so cold in the winter, they go out, something happens, and, like, by the time someone gets their mayday call, they're out in the water for a half an hour dead, you know? Oh, my God. That's Somebody terrifying. actually bought my uncle's boat a couple of years ago, and I was uh, trying to help him a little bit, but I had, like, my own job. And uh, he ended up sinking the boat, like, went out one day, and that was it. And they said when they dove to, like, get him out, I guess he got tangled up in his own nets on the boat and couldn't swim up to like safety. oh my god like, so he was like stuck in his own fucking fishnet <laughs> wow the horror the, the death well i hope nothing like that ever happens again but you know put some positive vibes out there man holy shit yeah luckily my dad's experience was pretty good that's what's up so you're back you're back in jersey you're working a job you enjoy things things are yeah. cleaned up and is that when you start filming lfs3 clips 
Yeah, um, pretty much it was like last minute, basically. Spotify gave me a deadline around uh, New Year's saying, like, yo, uh, April, we're going to put the video out. Any clips you want to get, uh, get to me, get to me. And I was like, well, I want to film this and this, and I don't trust this guy filming. And it took me a while to kind of get him out because I was drinking so much. I think everyone was kind of tired of, like, feeling because like having me come out not doing something or being drunk not being able to ride shit like that mm-hmm. or just being annoying but I think it took a while for him to finally say like alright I'll come out and ride probably more or less just because like I had a good spot or something but <laughs> nah he let me film for, for LFX3 after the first day of riding because I got you know three clips like I said yeah but I don't think uh, if he was putting the video out in April I don't think we actually would have even like met up I would probably have to like run into him at the skate park to get him to see that I wasn't drinking as much anymore. Right. Because like I still, I still ha- seem to have a drink like every couple months. Luckily, I'm not like back on the wagon or off the wagon, however that phrase goes. But like every couple months, like I still end up seeming to have a drink at some point. So I don't have like any kind of valid sobriety date. <laughs> gotcha. So. So he kind of took over for LFS two, and then he had this project for LFS three and, and that he wanted to do. And it, it was just, yeah, that was just know. a project. I think, I think naturally he was just stacking footage, not knowing where he was going with it yet. And, uh, you know, with drama with Steve cool and like other people happened. It was when I was in California. So I don't know what exactly happened, but Steve cool just completely like retired. It doesn't ride at all anymore. And uh, Mike K lived in Vegas and kind of grew, you know, grew up. I guess he like doesn't really like going out and filming. He might ride the skate park like once every six months. So that was it for him. But Small Fry and Steve Jones were still filming all the time, getting clips. And I know the robot will, the robot will just keep going. You know, he, he's the robot. Uh, the robot. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> yeah, he'll just he'll just keep getting the same timeless footage that he's always been getting damn that's awesome and he's like i don't know how he does it like he works crazy hours he's always in commute to and from work and then he still somehow gets out and gets the bangers fuck yeah shout out to daroba yeah i'll hand it to him yeah he had like uh probably my favorite part in the video if you really in the new video lfs3 um actually in all of them if you watch all three videos and Hundred proof as well. Like Thoreau's part could have been filmed this year, it could have been filmed ten years ago. It's all the same kind of shit. Certain spots specifically set up for like pole jams with Smith Harbor Navy. They did did that exact. <laughs> yeah. Timeless. It's... Tasteful. That's it. Yep. The only thing you'll notice is Thoreau stopped wearing Dickies. At <laughs> some point around two thousand twelve. Uh uh, he had every clip in a pair of dickies before that, man. One hundred, one hundred percent. So, uh, speak speaking of, of some quirky stuff, I don't know where this came from, but Rafa used to tell me about it called the the Nick Seabasty sunset photo or something like that. Is that like a hashtag? <laughs> yeah, hashtag Nick Seabasty sunset pic. Yeah, <laughs> that's what it was. Yeah. Was he always you posting look up that hashtag on Instagram? There's got to be a hundred or more posts. Is there? I haven't done one in a while, but I should. I might just try to pull it up. 
Nick C S H S P. There's five posts. Oh, really? yeah. It, there was five, and I hit return, and then it it won't show me them. So that's kind of weird. What? Yeah. Damn. Yeah, man. LFS three was good. Uh, so, 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 and I saw that. What was it? You said small fry. Uh, Mikey Al Almodovar. Al how do I fucked yeah, it up? Almodovar. 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 Got it. So he put that one together. That's cool. Yep. So you guys were on fucking Adam Twenty Two shit. What was that like? Was that when you were living out oh, there? Oh yeah, the, yeah. That was uh, for LFS two. Uh, we had a premiere in like the OSS store. Yeah. It was kind of like after the Jersey premiere and stuff. I think it was like a couple weeks after. So when they were in California, we did like the interview with him in the premiere in the store and stuff. It was pretty cool. Um, you could tell like that Adam, even though he's like all famous and stuff now, you could tell he still loves BMX. He tries to still promote it and like ride every once in a while and I respect that. He was yeah. cool as hell to us. Yeah, I I have no beef with him. The only thing that I'm kind of annoyed with is that the come up site is gone. So you can't go and like you know what I mean? Like our 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 archive of BMX keeps getting deleted out from underneath us, so we can't, you know, Thrasher's been around forever, and just keep, you know, like, everything yeah. just keeps getting posted there's on no, top. So a new kid that comes in... There's no archive? Not that I know of. I don't know how to get to him, because, like, I, I remember one day I tried to go on the site, and it was gone, and I was like, alright, so... I don't even know how I found the come up, but it was the blog, the original blog spot back in the day, in like whatever year that was. And I remember they had Edwin De La Rosa's Animal Part on there. It was like it was cool because it was one of the first times I seen someone post about like an old bike video that I saw and had like you know his words about it. So I mean that's all everything is now. But yeah, he made it like he got started by just opinionating on shit, you know. Yeah, he turned opinion into career. <laughs> Basically. You know? Every for sure. No, it ain't any good. Yeah, man, good. They look good. Those look good. So, uh, what's next? What's what's on the horizon? Are you... That's a good question. <laughs> As he eats his gummies. Sorry. No, you're good, uh, man. Let me, get the, let me get the jewel. I've been waiting for it to charge for a while. Yeah. <laughs> no, I think Small Fry made it clear that he's like, you know, even getting this video out was kind of tough at one point because he's, like I said, he bought a house and he has rental units, I believe, in his house. And, uh, you know, he's got a serious girlfriend and whatnot. It's tough to be getting older and expecting people to come out every Saturday or, you know, even make plans with make it with you know even making plans with one or two people is, is hard sometimes oh yeah for sure um so i've always said you know jokingly well first jokingly and then it got kind of serious that i wanted to make a sequel to 100 proof called 151 proof um what? and Daroba, chris lamb and jeff mcglass have said that they would pete mcgrath is done he, i don't think i can get him on a bike <laughs> Hmm. Um, who else is in the video? 
Hey, look. I forgot you. Hey, really, shout out to Hunter Proof. Nice. Oh, yeah, Chris Ascenza. He's, he's the other one that won't ride again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've asked him many times. He's like, nah, dude. Like, I'm done. I can't fall like that anymore. <laughs> right. For me, it's like, it's a refreshing thing. Like, when I take a slam, you know, as long as I don't break something. But it's like refreshing. Like you bounce up off the ground. You're like, all right, let me let me take this right a little more serious. <laughs> yeah, you kind of realize you're not exactly made out of glass. Yeah, like or if you like got your or something like, all right, I got that. I got the hard part out of my mind now. Mm-hmm. Once you once you've committed to the scary. <laughs> yeah, the longer you go like without falling, I feel like it it gets to you. You need that fall to remind you, like, all right, like, you got, you're fine, you know, you're not going to die, you fall. Oh, yeah. Yeah, dude, uh, I don't know how closely you follow my shit, but I posted a little promo for the pads, and I did, like, two clips. And the one clip was a Manny bumped the curb 180, and I haven't ridden that much. I fucked up my, I sideloaded my right knee during quarantine riding trying to ride bikes and it's permanently fucking ruined and it sucks because it's like not even anything crazy nothing nothing cool but now my my knee is fucking done for the rest of my life so i'm trying to like rehab it and work it back because it's when your knee is, is 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 that weak when you try and stand up on the pedals like you can't even like get level because your leg is trying to like figure out where level is and you you don't even want to put that much pressure into your knee so it, it took you me your front foot yeah yeah oh man yeah yeah i can see how that's i've had like knee problems but it always seems to uh strengthen back up yeah i my left I knee used to be my bad one yeah um so i've been trying to rehab it yada 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 poor me but so I went to go film those clips, and I haven't fallen in a long time. I, I mean, you know, whatever. And uh, I looped out on the little bump jump to 180. Like my my bike bumped the the curb and then just went out from underneath me. In a way where it's like kind of hard to like decipher how to bail, and I just like went to go put my feet out. Like oh, I'm just gonna put my feet down. This this is all gonna be honky dory. And the back of my peg clipped my heel so hard that I, like, I thought I broke my heel. Like, oh, man. I thought I broke, like, the tip of my heel off. I was, like, this close to crying. I don't ever just cry out of, like, just sheer pain. But it was just, like, I don't know what else to do other than cry at this point because it hurts so bad. And then, uh, so, uh... It was the you know like when you put your foot down on like a big drop and you get a heel bruise it's kind of like the bottom of your heel this was like almost my achilles that i hit with my peg like full speed somehow and so then i'm just saying like long story short you know it wasn't riding for a while then it not falling get reality checked real fucking quick shit sucked Dude, I don't want to think about that because I remember when my knee was bad a few years ago. Like every step up the stairs and stuff would mess me up. If I like tripped up the stairs, I'd be done. Hmm. Yeah. 
One, one of the things I left out um, in 2019, I also got hit by a car pretty bad uh, in May 2019 um, and fractured my skull and like, I don't know what injury it did. It didn't break my knee, but it was like real swollen uh, and my back was messed up for a little bit, but three years later, I'm, I'm all right, luckily. Damn, dude, really? Did you have to like press charges or anything yeah. to like the person? No. Um, I was in the crosswalk. Like, he didn't get a ticket or anything like that. Um, his insurance paid me, though. That's good. Cool. Still, I'm still like, in the process of going to doctors and stuff. But, yeah, his insurance can't pay me something. So that'd be cool. I'll get like, a nice chunk of money somewhere down the line. Do you have to do like physical therapy? I did physical therapy for a little bit. Yeah. I looked up uh, Brian Foster to see where he was a physical therapist, too. See if he was close so I can get, I can get some uh, Brian Brian Foster PT. <laughs> oh shit! Did you? <laughs> yeah, I looked him up. He's uh, he's in like uh, Edison in New Brunswick or something. It's like a half an hour away, but um, my lawyer told me where to go. <laughs> oh shit! Okay, gotcha. You know, yeah. shit can be like yeah. that. That's cool. But yeah, yeah. 2019 was a wild year, and then 2020 was like worldwide a wild year. So. Yeah. It was cool, like, at the beginning of this year, the small part wanted to get it done, and then, like, we had, like, three months of, like, meeting up a couple different times and getting what we got, and that's actually why my part is so short, is because a lot of the clips I filmed by myself, I had a horrible fish eye for a while, and, like, every single clip I filmed had the, the wrong sun glare, or, like, it would focus on the scratch. <laughs> oh, shit. It was, it was just terrible. I actually just bought a fish eye, luckily, so anything I film from here on out, We'll have a brand new fish. Nice. That's what's up. Yeah. Got that Apteca John. Nice. I I uh. I always had the century ones. I bought an Apteca for my GL, and like uh, two weeks later, it started glitching on me, and I was like, "Well, I'm glad I bought this lens." Is it this one? That's what it looked like. Yeah. I have. Yeah, I paid a hundred bucks for some trail rider in like New New Hampshire, I think. Oh man, that's what's up. He had a, yeah, he had a marketplace. He was another bike rider. I was like, oh cool, all right, hundred bucks, that's easy. Yeah, yeah, versus like four hundred or whatever those lenses were. I don't even know actually. I just looked up used and I found a few for like one thirty, and then his is a hundred. <laughs> <laughs> Winner. Yeah, it was a good deal because the one I had was, it was just so old and scratched. I, cause I don't know who had it before Steve Poole, but when Steve Poole quit riding officially i bought his dx's so like and i i remember like joking i was like yeah like you know how steve pool is really gone because he's done he sold his dx's like nah <laughs> nice i wish he did ride i don't i don't know uh what exactly happened but for some reason they just him and uh the other members of lfs had some sort of problem i really don't know what the, the issue was it's kind of crazy how a lot of people just kind of stop riding, like just dip out. It's like yeah, that and it goes back to me saying like I don't know exactly why I still ride, but I just feel like I can't stop like all of a sudden abruptly. Oh yeah, I uh I bought a house and you know gained forty pounds and it was like you know as much as as much as you can attend to house shit and as much as you can be an upstanding citizen or whatever you want to fucking call it you will gain weight 
and you will need to exercise and take care of yourself and it's like i'm kind of sort of lazy when it comes to that shit so riding bikes is like the i'm gonna burn like four times as many fucking calories riding bike than i would attempting to work out i do work out i do do shit but it's like it's just to make my body not feel completely like trash when i do get on my bike just the pedaling around helps me out a lot like when i'm on the boat like it makes me it, it hurts doing a lot of shit i do on the boat but like uh i think like uh my heart is good from like all the pedaling around and it's like it's probably evenly balanced from all the damage of drugs and, and alcohol and stuff and then like all the years of me riding 15 miles to go ride in a spot back in the day like I remember riding to Red Bank, New Jersey, which is 14 miles from my house, and we would ride to there, ride all day, and then ride back. Like, oh my god, what a haul! We used to do that all the time. Yeah, like 13 years old. I've done something similar, but once <laughs> I rode to like the next town over, and I remember my buddy had like one of those Primo or not Primo, um, Haro mirror seats, and I was like so jealous. I was like, fuck. I don't know what I had. Probably a primo hemorrhoid. I was like, fuck this fucking ride. This is such a long ride. <laughs> oh, I remember those days, man. It's funny you said hemorrhoid. Nate West was riding one in the Prosto Monster right now. Dude, is low-key not a bad seat. The The balance seat was a sick seat, too, I, I feel. I like the balance, actually. That was a good one. The only thing, like, if, uh, if you rode it a little low, it would always hurt your knees. I felt like it was a real stiff-feeling uh, seat mm. on the sides. Yeah, I've had uh, I've had like one of them like McNeil Fat Capital style seats for a long time. Yeah, if it don't if it don't break, I don't even know which one I have right now. It might be Fit, I think it's just like a standard, no logoed seat. Yeah. So what's uh, so what's on the horizon for you? You got, you got uh, so when we we originally tried to do this pod a couple weeks ago, and I think you were like, was that the day that you fell? And you busted your wrist. Oh, it might have been. And that clip is in the yeah, video. Before. Yeah, yeah, that, that's like my first clip in LFS3. Like that wooden rail thing that I landed on all squirrely. Yeah. It was much more of a side hop than I anticipated. And then like as I was in the air, I was like, oh, oh. <laughs> Just trying oh, to get my tires man. on something because I felt like I was floating. Like I, It felt like I was like underestimating a way bigger side hop. It was scary. Shoot. Somehow, and then somehow I actually landed on it for a second, and then the front wheel just dropped. I couldn't fail. Yo, narrow tire ride shit. I fell once really, really hard, and I just kind of swore it off. What did you ended up? When did, what did you end up uh, doing? Busting your wrist? Uh, fractured my skateboard. Dang. The little bone in your hand. It's apparently like it's one of the easiest bones to break. When you break your wrist, it, that's usually what it is. Um. And usually, like, I don't know what percent of the time, I guess, usually they say that you have to have surgery on it to get the bone to place back, but I guess, luckily, mine was, like, a light fracture. It's not too bad. It's going to heal on its own. That's good. Uh, are you casted but, up or anything? Nah. No, I'm regular. Um, this is the third time I broke this wrist, though, so the x-ray showed, like, a lot of different things. <laughs> yeah. Like, floating pieces of old brakes that they thought were this time, and... I know. The third time I broke this right wrist, and uh, I broke my right wrist twice. Damn. So I kinda, I'm hoping that it'll, it'll heal. I think I know what to expect. So that's five wrist breaks total. Yeah. 
wow, it's kind of crazy you got all the clips you did in between all those breaks. I mean, I guess it's only a couple yeah, months each, well, but That's still. always been a thing, too. Injuries have always been a thing, too, for me. I've always been hurt in some way. Hmm. But uh, do you do any kind of, like, physical therapy or, like, stretches now? Uh, nah, I use a back roller. Nice. I swear by that thing, man. Yeah. Yeah, I got a couple different kinds here. Got a green gun. Oh, you got the narrow boy. We got the foamy. Right. They're pretty good. Yeah, the narrow one's nice. I never fucked with the narrow one before. Steve DeBusk bio. Yo. Steve DeBusk. Shout out to him. I I remember I got the I was rolling past this one spot in Rochester and I looked over and I was like that looks familiar, and then, I think Rafa showed me the the Steve DeBusk bar. I was like, that dude was on, some extra, shit. <laughs> yeah. What's weird is that I originally met Steve because he's from my hometown in New Jersey. So when I Sick. first started riding, uh, the kids in the next town like you know, next town basically same town you know two miles away mm-hmm. uh, they're riding with Steve and then he moved to Ohio and then Steve came back and visited and was like the first person I witnessed to ever do like tail of bears on quarters and like he was doing like five foot forty hurricanes was, like holy shit dude where did this guy come from <laughs> wow <laughs> he moved away and came back like a legend damn uh, does he still ride now I don't know I personally haven't talked to him in like ten years so hmm. right. probably the last time I talked to him was when this cross bio was filmed <laughs> <laughs> Like around that time, you know. Ah man, that shit's so crazy. So many people are like come through and kill it and just kind of. I know. I was I was bringing up Davey Watson the other day and like how great that guy was, and I don't even think anyone knows where he is now. <laughs> like, Whew. I don't know. He's not on social media. There's so many people like that. There's so many. Ian Schwartz, got a shout out to him. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, dude launched a thousand half cabs, you know. <laughs> the man who dude, launched. There's people, there's people like that. That like, he like invented that style that everyone. Well, people have pegs now, but as far as like the fakie shit, like he was doing that way before there was a good free coaster. <laughs> it was it was like him and Bruce Chrisman just, yeah, just pushing that style and idea and concept. That bastard facade video or whatever was sick. Yeah, so good. Well, shit. Well, I look forward to some new shit you get going on. When when do you think you'll be back on the bike? <clears throat> I think, like, uh, they say it's a 12-week uh, recovery, and I'm at, like, eight or nine weeks now. Um, I've been trying to, like, you know, take some vitamins and not eat, like, total crap. So, hopefully... I'm going to guess, like, August, I'll be back to riding, depending on if I meet up with anyone that's into filming, you know? Yeah. I, I have I have plans on getting together with, like, a bunch of different people and just, you know, go out to different cities where they live. Like, I have friends out in Altoona right now. Well, one friend, Calvin Beatty. Uh, he just moved out there, but he sends me pictures of spots all the time. I plan on doing a couple trips out there. And uh, my parents got a house out in Pennsylvania, my grandmother's old house and uh, I go out there all the time know a couple of the locals I'm trying to go out there and film too so nice. you'll be seeing you'll be seeing some stuff I hope to stack footage as much as I can and get the ball rolling for 151 proof because I think like if I start filming and post the shit then you know Jeff Glasses will get more motivated to come out and 
once like he gets out and starts getting clicks, that's when it's gonna be easy. You know, downhill from there. Right on, man. I'm stoked that's how to see it's it. always been for me. As long as long as I've been filming with him, once Jeff starts getting like banger after banger clips, because everything he does is just like a cheaper. He doesn't film bullshit. He's he's pretty <laughs> sick. I gotta say. <laughs> yeah, like he makes me wish I was goofy footed and left foot forward and four eyed. Oh man, I was. <laughs> I was uh, so we were watching LFS three last night, and I was trying to explain to the lady like what Goofy Foot it was and 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 Fuck Foot or whatever, and she's like, so it's not desirable. I was like, no, te- technically not because it's gonna make everything harder for you and it's gonna make it harder for you to make shit look good. I was like, but these guys, no, are actually doing it right. Like, <laughs> use it to your advantage, you know? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Like there was one. There's this one sixty forty route setup where like I put my bike on it, and it doesn't work unless you're goofy footed. So the two people I showed it to were left foot forward, right side pegged riders. <laughs> right. Yeah. Unless you can switch your feet, which uh, don't sign me up for that shit. I'm out. No. Yeah, no <laughs> over here. yeah man. Not Dan Deal, not Dan Hickerson. <laughs> Shout out to him, man. That dude. Yeah. Right. <sighs> so underrated. They're it's it's insane that there's so much like talent and like passion that just kind of bubbles up into nothingness like like not i shouldn't say that like i'm not trying to talk shit on anybody it's just like i wish danny hickerson had a podcast i wish jeff z had a podcast you know i wish everybody could take the stories that they have and keep this whole community rolling because right now it feels like everything just keeps getting deleted or you know muted that's why the hard that's why hard copy is important you know because even if it's like a magazine and it's old at least it's at the time you know what jeff z's photographed and this you know i mean it's all history yeah do you in the making and looking back i'm happy to be there for some of it do do you think that uh a USB drive could be considered hard copy? Mm, well, I mean, it is kind of. <laughs> yeah. Cause I think as far as the definition of hard copy, something tangible. Yeah. But this right here, this is the, this is the collection. Damn, that's looking I good. I really don't have a good collection at all, though. I, I mean... I have random stuff. I saw Mediocre at Best 2 is coming out soon. That's going to be a sick one. I think it did come out. Did it not? Did it? I don't know. I could be behind. Maybe I'm wrong. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Bobby Canode, if, if I'm completely off base on this one, if he's listening. But Yeah, I hope so. I always liked Mediocre at Best. I, I thought that the first clip was one of the best clips ever filmed in BMX. That intro clip. Wait, which one is it now? The really long intro clip. Where they're all at that one spot, that. and they all watch it the other day too. They all keep coming in and out of frame, like it's all like. Oh yeah! Oh yeah! Duh! Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I know that is amazing, isn't it? That was. I remember I... saying that too. I was like, "Look how smart this is." Yeah, that's a that clip deserves a Nora Cup. <laughs> I hope they uh, they uh, bring that back. Whoa! The Nora Cup. No, I hope they, uh, like, I hope in uh, Mediocre at Best 2, I hope they uh, one-up themselves on that intro, you know? Oh, that would be sick. That would be sick. 
I'd be pumped to see it. I'd be pumped to see some new shit from everybody. I'm I'm a fan. I'm actually happy to see like uh, this is like the year of hard copy. It seems like all of a sudden, you know, there was that new Fit video, um, Chocolate Truck Two, next next weekend I believe. Yeah. Um. Uh, what else? Road Fools Nineteen. <laughs> 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 Yeah, there's a couple of videos that have dropped. Uh, it's cool to see. Yeah. Shout out to Hard Copies. Yeah, it's a shame to see some absolute banger clips sometimes just get wasted on the internet and forgotten about. Yeah, there should be more. There should be more done. Like, I noticed that I follow a bunch of different YouTube accounts, and it's not all bike stuff. And sometimes I'll watch a video that has... I barely even know what's going on, but I'll watch it because I'm invested in the person in the video. And it's like, man, like, for example, Dig posted a Locals video and it's some name of some dude I never heard of from some place I never heard of. And it's like, all right, cool. I bet this is dope, but I kind of, I kind of feel like we should have like somebody talk to this guy. Like, Dig, can you, can you talk to this guy? Can you make a second video? Maybe you can get some more ad revenue. Can we can we try a little harder to help the people act like help help your man's out help your man's yeah. be seen you know that's all but no I yeah I don't even know like where it's going for the future like as far as uh bike videos go because there's a lot of stuff that's put on the internet and totally forgot about even stuff that's kind of like high profile like the uh, X Games real street videos. I've watched them, but I haven't gone back and watched them. You know what I mean? Like, I would I would even have to like specifically look for something I'd want to see in order to go find them on that. Yeah, because it's kind of out and of sight, out of mind. Yeah, like if it's a hard copy, for some reason it's not even just doing it because I feel like I have to because I own them. But like if I'm real bored sitting in the house thinking doing something else like off the TV, I'll pop in a bike video just because yeah. I don't want to watch a movie or anything like important. Yeah, so it's I still nice. Watch bike videos. For a while, I didn't because it always like, like it was when I was drinking I wouldn't watch them because then I would get like pissed off that like I'm watching riding and I'm just not riding. I'm like sitting at home drinking. <laughs> mm. Right. Well, I'm, so, like it, yeah, I went a few years without really watching bike videos. Damn. Well, I'm glad to see that you're on the other side of things, and it seems like things are on the way. Oh up. yeah, definitely. I've definitely been worse. So. Yeah. 151 cool. proof. Let's get together. Let's go for the clips, man. Hell yeah, dude. Um, awesome. Thanks for uh, being generous with your time and, you know, actually. No, I'm glad we finally get to do this. Thank you, man. Like, yeah, it's cool. <laughs> yeah, and come on anytime now. Now we figured out how to make Skype yeah, work usually, and shit. <laughs> yeah, usually I sit here talking to myself this much. Uh, <laughs> I have a reason to be talking. Hell yeah, and I'm 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 stoked to to share your story and you know. To not just be me talking to the camera, you know, like I'd rather talk to you and same reason. Tell you, dude. All right, man. Definitely. Thanks again. No problem. Take care. See ya.